Hey, thanks for coming. Welcome to the Love Shack. Welcome to the Love Shack. It's a little old place where we get to get together, explore fresh perspectives, eavesdrop on juicy conversations, and uncover the mysteries that nobody talks about but absolutely influences our relationships. If you are by chance struggling with your special someone, this show is dedicated to helping couples rescue their relationships. I'm Stacy Bartley. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. And I'm here with my co-host and lover, Tom. Together for the past decade, we've been teaching and mentoring couples from around the world with the sole purpose of helping them to create and experience what we call love for a lifetime, both with themselves and others with sound principles and skills. So welcome. It's great to be here. Absolutely. With you welcome, everybody. Inside the Love Shack, we appreciate your time, gifting us your time, the most precious resource every week. You know, I say we have an incredible episode and we do. We have a gentleman that has really stepped up and joined us here live. If you're catching us live, remember you catch us wherever we can serve you, whatever podcast director, if you will. But again, bottom line, thank you so much for being here with us. We're going to talk about the special secret ingredient for lasting love. Like if there was ever a special ingredient that you absolutely must have when it comes to creating long lasting relationships, this principle that we're going to talk about today is it. And I bet, I, and I bet, excuse me for interrupting, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I don't get many opportunities here, so I have to take them when I see them. Um, <laughs> is I bet people wouldn't guess that this this skill, because our guest is going to share with us, this is a skill. I bet people wouldn't guess that this skill, what we, we, we teach and mentor, is absolutely right at the top. Well, let's just ask our listeners. Like, okay. if you were to say, what is the biggest challenge in your relationship? Um, nine times out of 10, you're going to say communication. Uh, we did a, a survey, surveying 2,000 couples from around the world, and communication was number one and the most consistent answer overall. And I'm here to tell you that that's not your biggest problem. Your biggest problem is courage. And you might be saying right now, what in the heck does courage have to do with my relationship? And my answer back to you is going to be, well, everything. And I would add, the more you care about someone, the more you're going to need it. If this is our biggest hurdle, and it is, it's our ability to show up, not necessarily share. I could give you all the communication frameworks in the whole wide world. That's where my work started more than a decade ago. But if you didn't show up and use them, they would be to no benefit to you. So the ability to show up instead of sitting on something that's bothering you is key. Because that's what we'll do if we don't have the courage and the know-how to step in and have those challenging conversations. What ends up happening instead is we either give up on having the conversation after several failed attempts, or we rip our partner's faces off because we finally had enough. I cannot take it anymore. Like, this is awful and frustrating me. And this is what happens over and over and over again in our relationships when we don't have the courage to show up and say what it is we need to say. Today in the Love Shack, we are so excited and delighted to have Eric Winters with us. Eric is the author of Swipe Right on Your Best Self, and the subtitle to this is so awesome, Simple Steps to a Bolder Life with Fewer Regrets, Who Doesn't Want That?, which is all about the ability to delve into courage so you can rely on it being there for you when you need it most. 
The truth is, Tom and I have been teaching important principles on courage for more than a decade, and Eric is an expert on the topic. This conversation today is sure to be one that will change the way you face the challenge those that you may be facing today or that are sure to come in the future, because that's just life. And the quality of our lives in all areas depends on how well we can show up and face our challenges. And I love what Eric said on his website, both the ones we choose and the ones that choose us. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this break and we'll have Eric join us in the Love Shack. Here's what one of Stacy Bartley's clients says about working with her. Working with Stacy has been life-changing in a very magical way. I wanted to work with Stacy when I left a long-term marriage because I didn't want to repeat any of my relational how would you say, unhealthiness. I'm so amazed how she has taken her experience and wrapped it into her own program, a program that is designed specially for you, for anyone that moves forward with her. She's unique. She's profound. She's she's magical. She has a love for others that is unmatched, and it would be a gift to yourself to work with Stacy. Learn the simple three-step system to rescue your struggling relationship by registering for Stacy's brand new free workshop. Reserve your seat by going to stacybartley.com slash workshop. Are you ready to venture off the beaten path? Expand your mind, raise your consciousness, and open your heart? Allow me to entice you with interviews with amazing souls from around the world. Indulge in history, mystery, science, and spirituality. There's weekly skin tips, live esoteric readings, and answers to life's burning questions. So come join me, Sakura, your host, intuitive medium and spiritual hypnotherapist, each Wednesday at 2 to 3 p.m. right here on KKNW for Love from the Hip. Hi, I'm Nathan Mum, host of Tech Time Radio with Nathan Mum on KKNW. Tech Time Radio's live show is Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. And you can always check us on the web at techtimeradio.com. Our segmented stylized radio gives you the breaking news before it hits mainstream media. Join myself and Mike Gurday as we'll make you laugh. That's good. Hooked on phonics worked for you, didn't it? (laughs) Just a little bit. And learning something new in technology, join us Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m. and Thursdays from 6 to 7 a.m. The technology show for the everyday common person. On the path to good health and well-being, Alternative Talk 1150 is the station for you. Welcome back inside the Love Shack. We are your host, Tom and Stacey Bartley, along with our awesome engineer, Eric Ryder, and a special guest who, who we are going to bring into the heart of the matter right now. And I'll turn it over to my lovely co-host. Yes. Well, let's start with, we're talking about courage today, and you may be wondering what in the heck courage has to do with relationships, and I would say everything. And where I love to start this conversation is I know before we started teaching a, a lot about courage and the work that we do, is I always thought of courage as like some somebody, you know, dashing in to like save the people in the burning building or the person that's been um, drowning or in the car crash, like these big, broad, significant events was somebody that I would say, wow, that was a lot of courage, which, which in all fairness is incredibly very courage, much so. But that's not exactly what we're talking about today. No, the meaning of courage is the ability to do something that frightens oneself and strengthen the face of pain or grief. And courage is essential for thriving relationships. Why? Because without it, we won't have the ability to show up for ourselves and others when it really counts. 
courage is a foundational principle of the work that Tom and I do and our clients. So when we had the opportunity to connect with Eric Winters, we were thrilled about having a conversation with him on this very important topic and powerful principle. Together, we are going to uncover some ways we can intentionally develop courage in ourselves. Let me tell you a little bit about Eric. He's a speaker, an author with deep knowledge in the science of building courageous and emotionally intelligent mindsets. Like that was what sold me on the deal. He knows how in his know-how in this area as a result of 20 years of international corporate life. He has two master's degrees in human behavior and over 12 years helping leaders on their teams become their best selves in solving challenges effectively. Eric is also the author of Swipe Right on Your Best Self, Simple Steps to a Bolder Life with Fewer Regrets. He's here with us inside the Love Shack today to help us uncover the steps of developing courage for awesome relationships and a rewarding life. Eric, it's our wonderful opportunity and pleasure to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Stacey and Tom, thank you so much for having me here. And uh, may I just say good morning from Sydney, Australia. I am calling from tomorrow and I, I can tell you it's looking good. I want you to look forward to tomorrow. I can look out the window. It's going to be a good one. It's It's going to be a a great day. (laughs) Stay with us. We'll be right back. Navigating the silent, complex moments of separation or your partner's need for space can feel like walking through a maze without a map. If this sounds familiar, know that you are not alone. This journey, filled with uncertainties and introspection, requires a gentle, understanding guide. Hey, I'm Brooke from Love Shack Live. We see you, and more importantly, we get it. That's why we created the Separation Support Bundle, a collection of resources designed to not just guide you through separation, but to offer comfort and clarity during these times. Our separation guide offers insights and support to help make sense of your emotions and the process of separation. And for those moments when words escape you, our guide on 10 texts to send when navigating space provides thoughtful prompts to help communicate with compassion, plus a soothing separation meditation to help ease the overwhelming moments. Because sometimes all we need is a starting point or a way to start feeling okay again. Remember, you don't have to journey through these complexities of separation alone. Our separation support bundle is here to accompany you, guiding you towards healing, understanding, and most importantly, the renewed sense of self. Visit stacybartley.com forward slash bundle today to access your free separation support bundle. At Love Shack Live, we're all about exploring the real stuff that relationships bring, the good and the challenging. So let's tackle this together, because even in the hardest times, there's hope, growth, and yes, even love to be found. So Eric, it seems appropriate to me that we start our conversation today with you sharing how it is that courage has played a role in your significant life and relationships. Oh, you, wow. I yeah. know, My right? Goodness, again and again. <laughs> you, you were so right in the opening, Stacey, when you were talking about courage being behind everything that enables us to have meaningful, rewarding uh, loving relationships it's not the communication that's our go-to answer but what stops us from saying the things we want to say asking for what we want saying no to what we're not willing to accept for ourselves it's it's 
being courageous. Uh, yeah, totally. And now you're asking me, I've got to go back to the question. I'm trying to avoid the question. You're, going, <laughs> you're asking me, you know, when have I needed courage? And look, I look back and I, <laughs> I think, here we go. I believe we need courage at all stages mm-hmm. of relationships. It's not like there. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad mm-hmm. that's done. I don't. Mm-hmm. I no longer need to say no. Uh, asking for what I want in in a relationship, in in many ways, asking for time, asking for a different kind of intimacy, perhaps. Mm. But I've used courage to begin relationships. Now, there are some people that, and not many, but a few people are naturally bold, and they're just willing to pick up the phone, ask people out. Hey. Stacy, do you have you have you do you fancy a coffee down at Mrs. Magoo's coffee shack? And, and they'll do it. But most of us, Tom, I don't know if if you are like myself. Though actually, we're a little reluctant. It feels a little bit. Uh, what if they say no, Tom? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Ow! And yeah. when we and we play that out in our mind, yeah, what would it be like if they said no? And a part of us, a part of us says. It would be irrecoverable. It, it would I'd just die. It would just be awful. And we hold back. And we do that through every part of the relationship. You know, what if I asked for what I really want mm-hmm. in a relationship? Really? To, to, a relationship's going to really nourish me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if they said no? Mm-hmm. Uh, what if they laughed? What if they mocked me? What if I was rejected? And this is so painful. It's in our minds, our minds predict irrecoverable, permanent suffering. And we've got minds that exaggerate, but that's what it's like being a human. And I have held back many times from asking for what I want. And look, I'll confess right now. There's no one listening, is there? I'll confess mm-hmm. right now. I have also held back from, and this is where there's been the biggest price for myself, from leaving relationships Mm. that were not working i've stayed and stayed and if i'm really honest it was was the easier thing to do Mm -hmm. it was the easier thing to do i didn't have strength in the face of pain i love that definition you gave i Mm. didn't have strength in the face of pain and i stayed and i stayed for much too long Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah i i wish i knew now and knew then rather what i do know now about how we can develop the courage to to work, to try to recover a relationship. Sometimes we, we, you've got to have courage to do that. And at times we need the courage to walk away, to leave what's not working. I've been There's, there. Yes, and, and I have too, Eric. And thank you so much for being so honest and, and sharing your personal places where we struggle. And, and I ask you that question so that you all know we're on this journey with you. There's a couple of things that I really want to highlight here as we start stepping into the role of courage and the role that it plays in our relationships. What Eric just highlighted here about having the strength to leave, unfortunately, because we don't understand the process of being able to show up and say what it is we need to say, unfortunately, we end relationships feeling incomplete. 
And we think that a new person or a new situation is going to solve our problem. There is nothing like the empowerment and confidence that you will feel as difficult as it is if you can leave a relationship and say, it's time for me to go. And I feel complete. I've said what I've needed to say. I've asked for what I needed. I've asked for understanding. I understand where I am. I understand where you are. And now I get it. It makes sense to me as to why we can't go forward. And then saying goodbye, it's still hard, but you know it's a good decision. You get that thing we call a clunk. And when I get that clunk, even though moving forward would be good for us, we know it and hard and difficult, it's the difference maker in the whole experience. Unfortunately, most of us, and myself included over here, made these rash decisions because I didn't know how to do just that. And for me, that's why I'm so passionate about the conversation of courage, because as I look back, I realize it was the lack of courage, the belief in myself, right, to to boldly show up and say what it is I need to say, that cost me so much when it comes to the, the place of completion. That's what we're after, completion. And, and that's the piece we miss. And I would just add, you know, another wonderful book with a, a country made of yours, Eric, Bronnie Ware, you know, the five regrets of the death and dying you know, one of them is not saying what they need mm. to say in their relationships. Mm-hmm. That's one of the five. Yeah. So oftentimes regret doesn't show up immediately, but it's absolutely been recognized as a regret when we get to the end of this life journey. So Eric, before we dive in, because I know you have lots to teach us, and I want to mm. leave a, a, a wonderful amount of time for us to hear your three mindsets and some of the things that you use as skills and tools. But on this on this human journey that we're all on, you know, and we're talking about courage, not just being something that you do once or twice throughout a lifetime, but probably something you need to think about every single day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like brushing your teeth, people. It's like it needs to be done every day, at least once. <laughs> There's these moments where we've got to show up. Um, let me ask you if if you would might be willing to share some of the ways that you've demonstrated courage in your own life so that you teach this, you do this. And obviously, you're loving incredible human being so in in what small ways have you had to use courage in your own life Mm. and so are we leaving the relationship domain here we're talking about courage just anywhere in life yeah i've well i have uh, left very secure safe and well-paid employment and my goodness that was hard but uh, a number of years ago i was working with ibm i thought i'd be there for life and I was in Edinburgh in Scotland having a wonderful time. And uh, I, I really did not plan to ever leave the, the comfort zone. And it's not just quite comfy. It was a very warm, cozy zone. And a point came where a friend of mine was promoted up the ranks and she was able to come to me and say, Eric, look, just for the next week, I'm able to give you a voluntary redundancy. If you want it, if you want it, you could leave. And I've got a effectively it was a, you know, i'd like to say an envelope of used notes but it was all legit we can we can give you a, a payout and I, no way no no i'm staying here in scotland where i've known for the, for the rest of my life absolutely not and as the week wore on i thought more and more oh my goodness but but what would it be like what would i do and I began to get excited. Well, actually, there's, there's a lot of jobs out there. I could visit new places, meet new people. Could I do it? Could I do it? And I was very, very afraid and very, very excited. And ultimately, on day six, 
I got very close to the deadline, though. I left it to the last minute. There's of something course. about it. Isn't there something about a deadline? Uh-huh. Oh, it, it, it crystallizes. And actually, it does trigger courage. We kind of need, and we'll talk about this more later, deadlines initiate and they activate courage when you really feel as time is running out. Time literally was running out here. And anyway, I decided to leave work and it, it turned out to be the best thing in my life. Nothing, everything changed. I left the UK. I went to work in the Middle East, Abu Dhabi. I met people from different cultures, from Sudan, from Syria, from Egypt, from the United Arab Emirates, the French, the Americans. I had to work with Americans, Thomas. Oh, my goodness. I I know. They they put me through it. And uh, but I discovered I discovered by exercising my courage that actually I could completely up sticks. Do you say that there? Up sticks. Leave. Mm-hmm. No. Tell it means us what to, that means. Oh, it means uh, to leave home and relocate. You. We, we would say maybe uproot. Ah, uproot. Yeah, uproot. sure. Okay. Yeah, great. And I could so do let's, that. That's, let's, that's incredible. And so tell us how courage has played a role. And, and you've touched on something I just want to highlight here. Courage is developed anytime we get outside our comfort zone. I just yes. want I just want our listeners to hear that. You get yourself yes. outside your comfort zone, you're developing courage. So tell us how maybe courage and what I'm pointing to is the name of your book because I read uh, your book yeah. and I know that it came from the relationship journey, right? So uh, help it yeah. tell us about courage that you developed in your relationship journey too. Uh well, in, and aren't they journeys, relationship journeys? Mm. So the, the book yeah. So the book just begins with me touching on a painful part in a relationship journey. So uh, I was uh, in, a, in a long-term relationship and uh, it, yeah, it was under the impression that that also was going to last forever, that it was rich and it was strong. And it turned out my partner was uh, seeing someone else and not just seeing them, Tom and Stacey, they, they weren't just seeing them. They, they were uh, road testing and alternative uh, partner, yes, quite thoroughly. I love how you put that. That's yeah. that's that's one yes. of the most creative ways to say. Yeah. I think what you're saying, having an affair, but that's they so were, precious. They were, it was they were having an affair, and yeah, yeah. Ultimately, uh, well, you know, ultimately they let me know. They said no, we're uh, well. I, I I discovered, and they they moved out, but I moved out. But it was extremely painful. But I look back now, I look back, and actually I should have left that relationship prior. You know, it was not healthy. It was not working. I was uh, surrendering my own needs all the time, perpetually in that relationship, deferring, trying to keep her happy and uh, yeah, putting my, my own plans, my own hopes to one side, treading on eggshells, continually mm-hmm. tiptoeing around so as not to, not to upset. And I think that's, that's a risk we, we all have. And I, I love it, Tom, that you mentioned Bronnie Ware's book, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And you, you mentioned number three there. I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. But the number one regret that she mentioned. This actually was part of the fuel for my book. And the number one regret of the people that she was taking care of in their their last days and weeks, and she heard this from hundreds of people, was this. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life 
true to myself mm-hmm. and not the life that others expected of me. Yes. I wish I'd had the life, the courage to live a life true to myself and not the life that others expected of me. And in that relationship, I was not living a life true to myself. I was completely putting aside my own needs, not asking for what I wanted, not expressing boundaries in behavior. And I was putting up with it. I was prioritizing the needs of others. Mm-hmm. And that, that comes at a terrible price if you do it for too long. Well, and, and it's it's obvious, too, that the other person is just coping in a different way, but obviously they're not happy or fulfilled in the relationship either. And sometimes we forget about that. So nobody's happy in this situation, but everybody lacks the courage to address it head on. Exactly. And that is so true in so many relationships, right? Even if I find myself in a situation where I've been tempted to have an affair, if you could come home and discuss it with your then committed partner, what are we going to do about this? That would be far better than not knowing what to do and sit on our hands. But like I had said in the intro, that's what we do when we don't know what to do. We think we're going to sit on it a little longer. And then courage becomes necessary to bring it to the table. And it's scary. And I always like to say, you know, when you're developing courage, when your armpits get sweaty and your stomach starts flipping over, that's a sure sign for most of us humans that, okay, I'm uncomfortable, but here we go, right? And we go back to the definition. Remember, it's doing something that is uncomfortable and that maybe feels a little shaky and painful, right? But that's where we develop the ability to say what it is we need to say so that we can be complete, to go on to someplace else, right? And and that's something that I had to learn, just like you, Eric, through living it. And most of us do. It, it is, we don't figure things out as we go, or I'm sorry, we do figure things out as we go, not before we get started. And it's important that we remember that's a principle even in life. And these places of courage are something that are so critically important for us to understand right? Because it's the ability to show up and say, hey, look, this is where I'm at. Hey, this is what I'm struggling with. Hey, this is what's not working for me. Hey, you know, I don't think you're happy too. Let's talk about it. Those are hard places. We do lots of workshops and all of us have a difficult time formulating even the ability to to show up, right? And be willing to participate let alone formulate the words that are going to communicate that to my person. Right? Yeah, and I think what's interesting is what we've all shared. I'm always, you know, fascinated or, uh, you know, observed what we will do instead of taking these courageous actions, you know, and what the risk is. I mean, you name it. It's amazing what behavior will show up in the absence of doing the difficult thing. Many times it's crossing our fingers and hoping things will work out if we just kind of ignore it. I mean, and I get it. Because it literally terrifies us. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And people say, Stace, what you're asking me to do is so vulnerable. That seems so painful. And I think, yeah, but what are you in pain right now? Mm-hmm. Like, which one's more painful? I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna propose to you that saying what you need to say is far less painful than sitting on this for a long period of time. Which brings me to my desire, Eric, of let's dive into your three mindsets that are critical for a life of courageous action. Like you've broken this down to three principles and I want to make sure our listeners get to partake of your wonderful wisdom and the wisdom in your book. Yeah, absolutely. So what we really need to do is to acknowledge, as as Tom was outlining there and and Stacey, you were were beginning to emphasize is there is a very, very high price 
if we do not develop these skills of courage, very high price. So we need to feel that that urgency to to do something about it. There are three mindsets which literally embolden us. They embolden us. They they change our blood chemistry. They change our neurology. So we are changed when we practice these three mindsets. But they've got to be practiced where we can't just sort of flick a switch. Wouldn't that be good? And here they are. So we all live in a world which discourages us in subtle ways. So we're, we're kind of drip fed these junk values by media and advertising that you, you need to look a certain way. And, uh, and by the way, you don't look that way. Look at this poster. See how attractive these people are. See how attractive other people's partners are. Can you see that? And they're all lovely and they're popular and they're good looking and they're rich. Everything's going their well. Wait, so we are taught to feel a sense of continual lack a continual sense of lack and something missing. Now, of course, we all kind of know what's going on with advertising. We know what they're trying to do. And our conscious mind rejects it. I'm just not buying into that. But our unconscious mind is watching this and saying, yeah, that's true. It's true. I'm not that good looking. Yeah, it's true. I don't have that kind of car, that many friends. I'm not that wealthy. And we feel diminished. When we feel diminished, we feel discouraged and it undermines our ability to have that, that, to have the conversations that require strength because we, had, we don't have the strength. So the first thing we need to do is to build a mindset to address this sense of lack and not having. So we need to shift our attention from what's not in our lives and focus on what we do have. And I call this and a mindset of defiant gratitude, (laughs) defiant. It's defiant because the world, social media, advertising, every TV show is showing you what you do not have. Youth, energy, money, popularity, all the rest of it. Love that. So, yeah, and instead we can choose to turn our attention towards what we do have. Now, I'm not saying we're not also going to notice what we don't have and strive to achieve more and make things even better, but to acknowledge and recognize and value the things that we do have in our lives, to savor the pleasures, to enjoy the relationships with friends that we have, to really taste a good cup of coffee, you know, to taste it, to say, oh, to immerse ourselves in pleasure. We all get habituated and get used to stuff around us. But we live today in a way that the emperors of just a couple of hundred years ago could not begin to imagine. We have more wealthy lives, hot and cold running water. Now, you and I will think, well, how ordinary is that? Having hot and cold running water at a whim, clean water whenever I feel like it. Well, of course I do. This is big news Historically speaking, it's a breakthrough. It's amazing. You and I, we're we're talking to each other. Tom and Stacey, you are on the other side of the planet. We're talking in real time Mm -hmm. for, for just about nothing, really. It doesn't really cost anything. We live in an age of miracles, and we take it all for granted. So true. So the first thing we need to do is to shift our attention to what we 
do have in our life and enjoy it. And I'm not talking about big things. I'm talking about very, very, very small things that you enjoy in your life. It could be relationships. It could be foods. It could be a library. Do you, do you have a library? What a, an amazing Aladdin's cave that is. Again, books. Only the richest people on the planet a couple of hundred years ago had books. Now you've got every single book at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. So we live in this age of miracles. There's an exercise I'd like to share with your listeners, my favorite gratitude exercise. And I call it the ultimate gratitude exercise, the ultimate. And it's this. The next time you're doing something which is even slightly pleasurable, okay, it only has to be slightly pleasurable, I'd like you to do it as though you were doing it for the very last time. Now, you're going to live a long life, but there's something is happening which is going to stop. Let's say the coffee crop is going to fail and there'll be no more coffee beans. And imagine. So next time, do you drink coffee? Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I want you to imagine you're having a coffee now, as I actually am, and you're having it, but it's your last one. There are going to be no more cups of coffee. This is your final cup of coffee. Now, if you were to drink your last cup of coffee, how much attention would you give to the, the aroma, the scent, the sensation of the warmth of it in your, as you cup it in your hands, the experience of that coffee flowing over your tongue? Would you take large mouthfuls or maybe small mouthfuls? Would you stretch it out? Oh, let me ask you that really. What sort of attention would you give Tom and Stacy? Mm-hmm. I'd put it in a very special cup. Oh. And I think I would like ceremonialize it. Like it had to be on a very wonderful saucer. I remember when we were in the UK, that, that is such a ritual in the morning. And it doesn't matter if you're there for five minutes or you're there for the afternoon. It always comes in a little glass cup on a very glass saucer. Did you say UK? Incredible. Yeah, in Italy. Italy. Yeah. Um, yeah, with a very that. special spoon, right? So, and and you're right. You would want to like slow oh, it down yeah. and enjoy and savor every precious, right, experience of it. P precious, beautiful word, because you would recognize how precious it was. And the thing is, if we do that just once or twice a day with different experiences. It doesn't just dial up our appreciation of that coffee, but the next one as well. And the one after that, they all become more precious. And these experiences of appreciation, they nourish us at our core. We are nourished. And weirdly, this exercise, it also dials up our appreciation of really boring things. If you walk down a, a supermarket aisle and you imagine actually this is the last time I'm ever going to be able to be in a store. Just imagine, imagine. And you, you might be thinking, well, hang on, that's not going to happen for anyone. In a few short years, there are a small number of people who have actually put up their hands to fly to Mars. And that's, it's it's, they're planning to do it within, I think, five, five years. They're going to start a, a, a colony on Mars. It's a one-way trip. A one way trip. Those people are actually going to have their final coffees, their last bar of chocolate. They'll, they will feel wind on their skin 
for the last time, sunshine, ordinary things. So, and they will not be walking down supermarket aisles. But, so we can do very, very ordinary things in our lives and just flick our brain for a moment. And say, well, what if, just what if this was the final time I would ever be able to see this, to taste this, to experience all of this? And I think your listeners will find it's an extraordinary acceleration and a catapult for experiencing awe, appreciation and gratitude. And when we do that, we literally become bolder. It doesn't just feel good. We become bolder Mm. and we are more likely to say the things that need to be said, to have the conversations that we need to have, to ask for what we want and to say no to what is not working for us. So that's the first mindset, defiant gratitude. And I use that word defiant because the messaging we get from from the world, from advertising and from our cultures is that you are not enough. You do not have enough. You lack. And we're saying, well, actually, maybe I don't have everything, but what do I have? Mm-hmm. And the, the, the biggest thing that we devalue in our lives, it's not clean drinking water. It's not, it's not a nice uh, black coffee. It's not chocolate <laughs> or our relationships. Actually, it's the minutes of our lives. Yes, I agree. We, we just take it for granted that we're kind of, that it's going to go on forever. Because the, you know, the human mind doesn't like to actually sit with the thought for very long that this is going to come to an end. Yes. You know, our, our biology is, has one prime directive. I think that's what Star Trek used to call. They had a prime directive. And your biology has a prime directive. And it's at all costs, you must stay alive. You must stay alive. But at a very young age, we look around and we kind of work it out. Hang on people die. That means I'm going to die. So in our mind, we've got this directive, I must stay alive. And this awareness, hang on, and I must die. What? I must stay alive and I must die. And we've got to do something with it. This is a very uncomfortable, they don't sit together. They, They do not slot together at all. And so what we do is we push away the awareness that we must die. And that makes us feel very comfortable in the short term. Feels great. Ah, phew, that's better. But when we do that, we rob ourselves of the urgency to live well now. Now. Right here and now. We devalue the most precious thing we have. And and listeners, I I was just going to say, and listeners, imagine having the same mindset that Eric is proposing for us as you look into the eyes of your child or your lover or your parents or a dear friend. Like, I don't know about you all, but that makes me go teary because we have all experienced in the last couple of years so much loss. And here's the thing about the end, about death, about the things we don't like to talk about. You'll never see the end coming typically. There's not going to be a notifying email or text message that says, hey, tut, tut, this is going to be the last time you're ever going to talk to this person or walk down that supermarket aisle or have that last cup of coffee. Like, we're not going to get notified. And so if we don't appreciate every single one of those, 
then they're going to be gone and we're not going to see it coming. You're going to realize after the fact that that was the last time. Right. And that's important for us to remember as all of us are grappling with losing loved ones and jobs and homes and houses and all the myriad of things that we're needing to let go of. Appreciate them wherever you might be today. I love that message. So we have two minutes to cover two and three, Eric. Oh, no. Um, I know that went by so fast. We're going to have to do this again, right? I think we, well, can we do that? Because I can't do them justice. I cannot do two and three justice. We can touch on them. We can touch on them. And then let's dive into them and we'll have you come back again. I think we need to talk. Oh, I Uh, love it. I I love your messaging, Stacey and Tom. I love what you're about. And it's it's so important. The the work you're doing here is so vital. Mm. It's and these these are skills, they're relationship skills relating to ourselves or to others, and it's so vital to okay. deliver a, a meaningful life. Really important work. We, we're so aligned to the way that we're thinking. So I'm just very quickly, very quickly in my last in my last few moments, <laughs> the second mindset is self compassion, but it's a fierce self compassion. So that you didn't ask to be born with a human mind that's fearful, that's afraid, that's worried, that pushes discomfort away. You didn't ask for your parents, the place you've been born, the, the time of history. You have landed here and it is challenging. Being a human being is a hard gig. This deserves kindness, but not a kind of indulgent kindness where you just lie on the sofa and eat chips and drink wine. Oh, it's so terrible. Sip, sip. I've experimented with that. It doesn't take you where you need to be. You need a fierce self-compassion, a fierce self that says, yeah, yes, it's hard. And I'm going to kick myself up the butt and I am going to do what is necessary in this difficult, difficult. I'm going to play my best hand. That's mindset number two. And then finally, my last few seconds, mindset number three is what I call courageous authenticity. This is a willingness. It's developing a willingness to pay the price of some discomfort while you're being authentic to yourself, while you are authoring relationships that matter, relationships that demonstrate you showing up as the kind of person you want to be in this one precious, extraordinarily uh, fabulous life that we have. Mm, I love that. And so my, my, I, I'm going to do my best to add to what you've just said to just kind of put an exclamation point on that. When we have the ability to honor ourselves authentically, we're going to work backwards. That is validation. It means I'm here in the world and I matter. That's the gift that we give ourselves, right? It's, it's that I matter amongst everything and anything that's possible in the universe and in the world. When I claim what I need and what works for me, I say I matter too. Not I'm not better than, I'm not less than, but I matter too. And in regards to your second point, um, say it again because I want to hear it. Now, is this the self-compassion? Yes, self-compassion. The self-compassionate part. Life is hard and we have fear and we have insecurity. And I want to ask our our listeners to just recognize and realize that part of being part of this universe is we need something to push against in order to grow. And that's the gift that fear and insecurity plays for us. We cannot improve, expand, or become stronger if we don't have something that challenges us. Babies are pushed out of the womb. 
seeds are pushed out of the ground. (laughs) Gravity pushes on us so we can walk upright. And when I love you, when I care about you, pushing against you to tell you how much I love you or how scared I am is the development and progression and expansion of me. And we need to understand that. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it helps us, you know, kind of develop some of those courage principles. So, um, quickly, let's all take away three takeaways here from our conversation. And Eric, we're going to have to have you come back and have some more conversations about your book. This is so wonderful and juicy. I'm sad to like cut it off. (laughs) Eric, very offended. (laughs) (laughs) Dreadfully offended. The you'd like three things from me that we need to remember, or one one. just one one that you want our listeners to remember overall. Overall, I really encourage people to value your moments. Don't think even think about life as a whole, but your moments, your moments alive. Every moment is precious. They, they are irreplaceable. There's a, these are non-renewable resources, minutes, everyone. Value your time alive. And when we do that, then it enables us, when we truly value your time, you will not trade it for something, <laughs> some pap. You'll be less willing to, to fritter it away. And look, we all do that. When we devalue our moments alive, we will fritter it away. No, we need to be courageous now because it's, it's worth it and you're worth it. I love that. Wow. Um, <laughs> well, I would, yeah, just, you know, um, the moments are what it's, it's the, the progression of moments is the culmination of our life. I mean, so I would say, you know, the very finest thing we can do to ourselves and others is to be present. That's why I say it, it's always some, or sometimes it's wrapped up in a really pretty box and has a bow on it because it really is the gift that any of us can give whenever we want. And think about when you're around someone that truly gives you presence, how well does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. Because it's a very rare experience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just to dovetail on everything you've said, you know, pre- savor, I, I'm starting to say now, savor every and all the moments. It's mm-hmm. not, cli- it is cliche. Why? Because it's very, very true. Very true. I want to remind our listeners, I think my takeaway that I want to share with you from our conversation today is remember that regardless of what the components of your life might be right now, all the challenges that you may be facing or all the things that you've experienced that as Eric had highlighted is a lack of whether we have kids or not, whatever our religious affiliation is or wherever we might find ourselves economically, that if we get to to the end of our lives and we feel good about the life we've lived, we win. And that encompasses those three mindsets that Eric has shared with us today. To be grateful for every moment because we're not going to see the end coming to be self-compassionate and loving to ourselves and others, right? And then, and then that last one is so important. Be authentic. Be, be you. Because after all, everybody else is already taken. I mean. So where, Eric, where can people <laughs> find out more about you and your incredible body of work? Mm, two places I would nudge people towards. So uh, organize, if people work in organizations, they should look me up on LinkedIn. I have a presence on LinkedIn. And uh, in addition, I have a website, ericwinters.com.au. And and actually, the the first chapter of my book is freely available for download from ericwinters.com.au. And I'd like to reassure your listeners, you don't even need to read the whole chapter. You will know 
after reading the first page of that chapter, whether or not the way I speak, the way I engage, the messages I have, whether or not they're relevant and uh, interesting and empowering to you. Just read one page and make your own mind up. I love that. Eric, thank you so much for your time here today. We, I'm going to reach out and we'll have you back on the show. Have a beautiful day. Again, we so appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us. Stacy and Tom, it's really been my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break really fast and we're going to come back and have a little bit of fun. It's time for a little bit of fun. Come on back. Here's what one of Stacy Bartley's clients says about working with her. Working with Stacy has been life-changing in a very magical way. I wanted to work with Stacy when I left a long-term marriage because I didn't want to repeat any of my relational how would you say, unhealthiness. I'm so amazed how she has taken her experience and wrapped it into her own program, a program that is designed specially for you, for anyone that moves forward with her. She's unique. She's profound. She's she's magical. She has a love for others that is unmatched, and it would be a gift to yourself to work with Stacy. Learn the simple three-step system to rescue your struggling relationship by registering for Stacy's brand new free workshop. Reserve your seat by going to stacybartley.com slash workshop. Welcome back to Inside the Love Shack. Ooh, man, we just had an incredible Ooh, experience about, you want me to do I that? love how passionate he oh is. My gosh. Like, oh, I just. I felt it. Uh, it, it just oozed. It's visceral. Eric, thank you so much. Uh, we're, we'll definitely have you back again. If you didn't catch that part of our show, please do so. Thanks for being with us. Now we're going to step into a little bit of follow and the our, fun. Yes, our follow the fun moment today is I'm going to encourage you to record an audio message and send it to someone who's been on your mind lately. There's something about hearing somebody's voice and it's never been easier to send this audio message. You, if you have a smartphone, it's in the voice memo, it's in the voice record feature and most uh, text apps have also the ability for you to just touch that little button that has all those little lines in the text line. And as you hold it down, you can just simply record a message to somebody as opposed to write it. There is something spectacular about hearing somebody's voice as opposed to reading words on a page. Now, don't get me wrong. I love handwritten notes and cards and all of that. But there's something about hearing the voice of somebody who is a dear friend, a lover, a parent. A f- it, it's It's magical. And the things that you can do with an audio message are incredible. So, honey, give us some ideas of what it is you can do with like a, an audio message. Well, gosh, I mean, well, we just we had some fun this morning and we sent an audio message to one of our daughters. It and we sang happy birthday. birthday today. So in our friend and colleague, and she's going to be back in December, Sherry Ballou and her awesome book, Say It Now. My gosh, she is a ninja at doing this she shares with us how her and her husband do this and then if they're running into a rough patch they will go back they each of them respectively and listen to these incredible places of courageous sharing authentic just like eric one of his mindsets authentic sharing of each other and why they're they're together mm-hmm. very powerful 
reset, if you will. Mm-hmm. I loved that. That was such an inspiring moment when Sherry had shared that. We're going to have her on again here December. coming up in December. Gotcha. But she talked about her and her husband while they were watching a sunrise or a sunset, sharing all the things that they loved about each other. And then when they were having a struggle, they'd go back and listen to, why is it I like you again? Oh, yeah. So again, there's, oh, yeah. There's, I mean, you know, a lot of times there's a lot of technology bashing, but there's the power of technology. Mm-hmm. Use it in a place that serves us. And this is one of a very, very powerful and simple yeah, I, you can send somebody, I'm thinking about you. You can send somebody a remember when, or, hey, I just want you to know today. Well, and I would just ask, you know, encourage all of us to ask yourself, when have you received one of those? Hmm. Probably, I mean, honey, you haven't sent me one. Or- I need to get on that, don't okay, I? They're delicious. They're absolutely they delicious. Really <laughs> it's always a great way to record some memories as well. So the possibilities are endless. Send one this week. Like do it right now as you're listening to us. Like when we're done here, just send an audio message. Yes. And that is also an act of courage. I mean, how perfect. We couldn't get more perfect than that. And by chance, if you're needing some fun ideas, I encourage you to get on our fun list. You can access that on our website. Every month we give away giveaways and we have wonderful ideas that go out each week to help you create more fun in our lives. This is the way we refuel people. This is the way that we maintain the emotional gas in our gas tanks. Without it, we have an... Uh, um, we flatline. Yeah, we, we flat run line. out of gas. I, I couldn't figure out how to That's say right. that. That's why I'm right here. <laughs> Call me radar. <laughs> All right. So listen, we have a spread some love moment. And today it's from a wonderful um, human solutions consultant. Don't you just love that name? We love this guy. We have him... S- uh, sincerely a, on the show several right times. On the same radio network. They him uh-huh. and his co-host Nathan Mum have an incredible talk time radio show right here on KKNW. And Mike Gorday had this to say about relationships today, and you're going to smile. Hello, my name is Mike Gorday, and I'm a human solutions consultant here in Seattle, Washington. I'm looking forward to being inside the Love Shack with Tom and Stacy really soon as a guest. The thought that I am having today that I would like to share with you about love and relationships is. It's very easy to play the blame game when we are having conflict, but that is a self-defense mechanism that ultimately hurts our relationships more than helps. So work hard at trying not to play the blame game. I look forward to being together with you inside the Love Shack soon. He's so fun. He is not only so wise, but he's so fun. And and his audio recording where he goes, I'll see you inside the love shack soon. I mean, that's so him. <laughs> Come on back. He's going to be with us here shortly. But it, it's so game. true, oh, the man. blame game. And to stay out of the blame game, boy, is that going to need well, to take some courage. Well, it takes significant courage because sure that's does. oftentimes we're going to, we like to say that's seduction into the places. Even when we know darn well deep within us it doesn't serve us, it's going to pull us if we don't have other skills and courage to do otherwise. Yeah, you know, and when our backs are emotionally against the wall, babe, we'll do what we know. We get pretty dang nasty. Mm-hmm because we don't know what else to do. Yeah. All right. So we've given you a lot to think about today. We want to leave you with something that makes you feel because that's important. Mm -hmm. And so for this reason, we always leave you with a song, a piece of music so that you can take what we've talked about today in your thinking and then you can play the song and you can feel the essence of what it is we're trying to impart to you through the music. And we have a playlist that has a song attached to every single episode we've ever done inside the Love Shack. And you can access that on our website as well. And today's song is one of my favorites. I remember back, babe, when 
man, I, you know, you couldn't pull it together. I mean, it took us 35 years to come together and I, you left me hanging out there for a really long time. I'm just going to be honest. Maybe the blame game. I know it's true. And, And so I had, I had to exhibit a lot of courage and I used to stream this song, stream it. I'm using today words, but actually it was on my, um, like little Walkman kind of thing, you know, and I would play it over and over and over again. And it's India Irie's strength, courage, and wisdom. It takes me to an emotional place because there were so many times in my life I didn't feel like I had any. And so I'd play it and play it and play it and remind myself that just like she says, hey, strength, courage, and wisdom, it's inside of me. And it has been all along. And that's so true for you, my listener. Strength, courage, and wisdom is inside of you as well. And have some fun. I, I know I say this occasionally. You know, go to the playlist and, and start with the song first and then listen to the episode. Let us know how that goes. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's, that's it this for hour today. Of our week, Dang it. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, thank you so much for being inside of the Love Shack with us today. And if by chance our conversation has inspired you or helped you in some small way, we invite you to spread it around help us spread the word that hey we're here we're inside the love shack we're having the conversations that matter when it comes to relationships and sex and love and all the many wonderful components and parts and pieces to that i want to give a shout out to and a special thank you to eric winners for being here with us today as our guest and for mike gorday for helping us spread a little bit of love around today we invite you to come on back next week and join us for an additional way ways that you can improve your love sex and relationships in the world hey see you next it's great week, to be here with you and shout out to our engineer we appreciate you too thanks bye for now thanks for joining us today in the love shack We hope you came away with something that made your toes tingle. To learn more about everything you heard on today's show, go to stacybartley.com slash podcast. Love the show? Help us spread the love by sharing the show with others. Okay, everybody, time to go. We got to close the doors to the Love Shack for this week. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Come back next week, though, and join us for another edition of Love Shack Live with Tom and Stacey Bartley.